0: Hello, my name is Vince Talley, and I fucking hate technology. <laughs> Otherwise, welcome to the underpaid and the underqualified. And uh, yeah, my name is Vince Talley, and my co-host is named Ja Ma, and we're here live persevering through bad
1: technology, right, Ja? Yes, we are, because uh, prior to recording the show, we just spent, I'm going to say, 20 minutes trying to figure out technical issues, and especially remote troubleshooting.
0: Yeah, it's weird. You would think the fact that we don't have to drive to anyone's house and we can just do this remotely would be way easier. But I feel like this is, of of the entire year almost that we've done podcasts, this is the most frustrating <laughs> start I've ever had to an episode. 30 minutes late, just because no good effing reason.
1: Yeah, no, but, actually. Yeah, that was a lot of issues we ran into.
0: Yeah, but we persevered and we're here for you, the people, because we care that much. Um, yeah,
1: how's your week, John? <laughs> My week. All I can say, all right, I'm literally only doing five things like during this quarantine eat, sleep, work, lift, destiny. Ah,
0: okay. Which I'm going to guess destiny takes up about 97.5% of that total. I
1: might as well just round up to say 98.
0: All right, fair enough. (laughs) At least it's not ninety nine. You get a solid two percent in there, but uh, yeah, that's for everything
1: else. But yeah, no. How's your week, Vince? Oh, real quick, I finally finished Dark. Oh yeah, season three. What'd you think? Um, I'll give him my most objective opinion. I think, in itself, the, the the actual show I think is a very good show, and it does what it does very well uh so yeah so i think it's one of those things where it's like if you can not sit down and you want something that's a little bit different in the sense of like a little bit more serious a, lo- a little bit more of a mature show then by all means this is a show that's kind of a, definitely worth like taking a moment to take a gander at so i do have a friend that did start i mean not by my own advice but she started watching dark uh season one she really did enjoy it didn't enjoy it or did did uh, okay nice yeah,
0: it's a show that like it's not for everybody for sure. And I never like whatever I pr- recommended. I only recommended people that I think might be into it. If you're into like the more complicated time travel stuff, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of nice because the writers like specifically mentioned they always had the like idea of doing only three seasons. And so it's not like a Game of Thrones where they like shuffled together a last season that was a total mess. It was like they knew they had an idea of the ending from the start, and they like made sure everything checked out, which is cool. So yeah, that's cool. What would you give it? Scale 1 to 10?
1: I'm going to guess. mm -hmm. The thing is that that's my objective opinion, right? My subjective opinion is a little bit different. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. Didn't live up to your hype. (laughs) It was more kind of just like I felt a little bit burnt out. So, to be honest, Season 3, I kind of had to push through it Mm, to get through it. And the thing is that, like, if I took a step back and looked at it, I'm like, yeah, this is an objective show. Was it entertaining for myself personally? No. Like, Season 3 kind of, like, for me, was a little bit hard to get through just because one, it was, was definitely, it felt like a lot slower because it was a lot of build up for that finale, for how we're going to wrap this up, right? Because everything, like the show stated, everything has its place. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like all that was setting up. So that's why it was a little bit uh, for me to muscle through. Um, I mean, not to discredit, like the move, the, the show itself was bad. It was just my personal preference at that point.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I've had a lot of shows that I'm like, this is objectively good. I'm just not into it. Like The Wire is like one of the best written shows ever. But I was like, I felt the same way where it was the hardest show for me to watch because it was just not enjoyable. <laughs> it's like not fun. It's not a fun watch. Not like, like I mentioned, I'm binging The Office now. I'm on season six. It's been less than a month. I'm on season six, <laughs> expecting to finish the entire thing by the end of the month. But that's like the easiest thing to watch because the episodes are 20 minutes apiece And like, it's just fun, lighthearted, casual shit. So yeah.
1: So that was the overall good show. Objectively, um, mature audience, go for it. Take a gander.
0: Right on. Solid. All right. I can, I can dig that uh, assessment. I'm not too disappointed. We we can still do the podcast. We don't have to break up.
1: Oh, uh, we could still be friends.
0: <laughs> this was, this was a huge turning point in that debate. <laughs> if you interesting. Decision.
1: If you and Christine were to get married, I'm still invited.
0: Ah, uh, that's another question. We'll have to reevaluate that. That's a, well, it's day by day <laughs> oh no. all right fair enough no, i'm just kidding I would i be would i be invited to your wedding Jeff? <laughs> yeah sure why not all right there we go uh, i guess you'll be invited to my no you would always Asshole. be invited joe i got you all right oh. fair enough you're if i had a myspace top eight you'd probably be in there
1: oh <laughs> all right well your turn how's your how's your week going Vince? during this global pandemic that we have
0: uh it's not too bad just you know trying to uh, stay emotionally positive after that huge uh bombshell about will smith and jada jada pinkett that was that was rough man
1: <laughs> um i don't so know i, I just, look a by that. are they like still married or something
0: <laughs> yeah i just randomly brought that up i i'm not really devastated uh yeah that was really weird so basically they just had this open counseling thing where they i don't know they just like publicly talked about their relationship in what should have probably been a very like closed like not cameras on type of thing, and uh, they apparently took a break, and then during that time, Jada Pinkett, like, hooked up with some 21, 22-year-old dude, and uh, it looked like Will was learning about it for the first time, and it felt like he was, like, trying to be positive because he knew cameras were on, but was also, like, fucking heated, you know, so uh, pretty weird. I don't know, but I can't really blame her because if they were taking a break, then, I mean, that's technically fair game, right?
1: Honestly, I feel like this is that, like, Will Smith – He's built such a well established career and he comes off a very, like, strong, moral, great person, right? And, mm-hmm. like, also funny, knows how to have fun also on the side, right? Kind of yeah. thing. But then, like, the more, like, Will Smith gets older, I feel like his personal life is just a freaking train wreck. Yeah, like, it's getting kind of messy, right? Yeah, so you have, like, um his son, Jaden Smith. So, who was, like, on this whole Gucci, whatever, Italian... Um, clothing thing like hey i'm gonna like dress in dresses because i have a right to and i'm gonna campaign for this and all of a sudden backtracks and like i'm, I'm gonna go back being a normal kid again um all this crazy stuff then, then then you have jada jada pinkett smith i think that's her full name yeah go on this whole like all right i have every right to flaunt not flaunt but like talk about my my affair in our marriage that was technically okay, but at the same time not okay on publicizing it, but then also will I may or may not be hurting my actual husband's feelings in the process of this, even though that he said yes to this, it, like something happened and it just seems like a train wreck.
0: Yeah, it's just, it is definitely, but even weirder is just, why would you publicly advertise that? Were they just trying to say like, Hey, relationship, and it's okay guys you can go through hell and it'll still be okay like i, don't, I guess I, I don't know the purpose was it just like we know quarantine's boring as hell we'll try to give you some entertainment after tiger king and uh whatever season of tv is not yeah anymore it, it, it seemed
1: like i'm gonna put this on display so kind of like apparently jay-z cheated on beyonce so that's why beyonce had the whole lemonade thing whatever yeah i never got into it because i kind of questioned Honestly, Beyonce in general.
0: <laughs> that's funny, because uh, uh Christine that's like one of her favorite like albums. I, I specifically listened to all of Lemonade once and like gave her like an objective review
1: of it. <laughs> uh yeah, so a lot of it is very like I I I want it's like I kind of don't get your message. Like I just don't get it. Like what yeah. are you trying to convey with this? And so like looking at Will Smith's personal life right now, it's like dude what happened bro like yeah there's a whole thing with 50 cent was like i just want to check in on will smith and all of a sudden like will smith was like fuck you man and then he uh. was like, 50 cent was like wait what did i say
0: damn i didn't hear that 50 cent seems like such a nice dude like i don't know how anyone can be pissed at 50 cent
1: <laughs> yeah like he even attacked floyd Midweather for being basically just a terrible human being and i'm like 50 cent i got you got my vote <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I feel like Will Smith's movies are
0: metaphorical to his personal life because they have really gone downhill. I feel like the first really bad one, I don't know, After Earth, what do you think? That was pretty bad. Um,
1: I Like I said, I, I mean, I, don't, I can't say if his movies are metaphorical of his life, but I think like he's trying to convey more serious undertones with his movies nowadays. And so, I mean, I can't say if it's a reflection of his life. I, I, I don't think so but well, definitely saying, he's trying to be more serious
0: well you said you were saying his life is gone is kind of a mess right his personal life so i was thinking oh, yeah. like his so his movies are kind of metaphorical to that because his movies are kind of a mess too <laughs> like, oh
1: that sounds yeah okay then yeah, yeah. it's running parallel
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah like gemini man like i feel like in the, that was a movie that probably could have been released in the 90s it would have been like a classic will smith movie but now it's like in the age of like avengers and marvel like i just feel like no one cares for like that premise or like that style i don't know
1: Actually, yeah, no. So I was watching a ton of action movies during pre-COVID. Or I mean, uh, during COVID. And Gemini Man was one of them. Extraction was another. And the thing is that they have great fight scenes. They have great action sequences, I have to admit, that are definitely a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the thing is that when it comes to the story, it was very... Like we've seen this before. It didn't wow me. And yeah. so it's not because... I mean, it could be... I'm desensitized. It could be that they're being not creative. Uh, but definitely, it's like, eh, it, it's lost his luster.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I don't know. Will Smith needs to get in the MCU or something to <laughs> get his comeback. I don't he know. tried
1: with the DCEU, but then we all saw how that bombed.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why he's got to go the MCU route. That's the more secure route. DC, that's a little – that's that's like playing Russian roulette. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, exactly. it's funny. We – we uh we mentioned how we didn't want to do a long t- uh, spiel on our weeks, and <laughs> that's exactly what we just did now. Well, anyways, oh, well.
1: let's just jump straight to the topic. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll I'll introduce it this time. Yes. Um. All right. So for our listeners, y'all know that I am of a uh, of Asian Chinese descent, Taiwanese born, but ethnically Chinese. And so at the end of the day, um, which I call it? I I'm an Asian American living in a what do we call America a melting pot or a salad at this point? I don't know what the hell you call it at this point. America's whatever.
0: a mess. <laughs> That's what whatever, we call it. <laughs> yeah,
1: whatever food group you want to call it. Um, yeah. Something I want to touch upon is like, y'all know that I'm very Asian American uh, identity. And so one thing I want to talk about today is all the different Asian American stereotypes we have. So how many of them are you familiar with, Vince?
0: Asian American stereotypes? Um. Well, I think we touched on with the dating app episode that uh, apparently EDM is kind of a stereotype that a lot of Asians like EDM and like raving and stuff. Um, other than that, uh, K-pop, but I don't know about the stereotype,
1: it's just there. Yeah, no, that's you, definitely one. That, that is one, which I probably forgot to list on my list. But I'm going to throw that in with a different group. Anyways. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. One, the first group I want to introduce is pretty much the artsy fartsy type. Actually, well, I'm going to preface this a little bit more. So have you heard of this uh, YouTuber called, or these two guys, they're called Fung bros. And so they made a whole like, all right, Asian types of, or 18 different types of Asian girls. And they made another video of like 14 or something X amount of different types of guys, Asian guys. Hmm. I'm basically making my list loosely off that. But I'm also compartmentalizing a lot of it. They're called Fung bros. Yeah. So F-U-N-G bros. I think they went to Berkeley or something.
0: Ah, I feel like every successful, like not academic person went to Berkeley. Just casually, you know, (laughs) I mean, have you heard
1: of a Wong Fu? Uh, no. Have you heard of nice guy? Maybe is he a YouTuber? No, no. So it's like a thing that they started, like when we were in high school, something like nice guy and they made shirts about it and stuff like that. Uh, they actually went to San Diego, uh, UC San Diego.
0: Ah, the is it the innocent man, nice guy, Korean drama. Something like that. I think they
1: did something similar to that.
0: Okay. Teach me,
1: Joe. No, all right. So the first group I want to introduce, the artsy-fartsy kind. I'm sure you've met a few of these people, but these are the people I want to call, like, all right, so they could probably be super into hip-hop, right? Mm -hmm. And they pretty much gave up. Not really gave up, but, like, they decided to say, all right, you know what? Screw you, mom and dad. I'm going to go embrace this hip-hop culture and work at dance studios. And actually, I met somebody who, uh, you know the Jabberwockies. No. No. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they wear like white masks. They're like a dance group. They were like America's dance group, something TV show. I don't know. I okay. A TV show. I'm Googling all of this as you bring it up. Yeah. So like, I don't know what their ethnicity is, but then like this guy, like I met in college, he, he works with them. I think he's like a dancer, like a backup dancer for them. Like when somebody's sick, he shows up, but, um, okay. Otherwise he's like doing a lot of the behind the scenes work. Hmm. Okay, for them. So these are a lot of people like that. And then uh, I have a f- friend whose sis- girlfriend's sister. Absolutely, she was a lawyer, got a law degree, is a fully licensed lawyer. Guess mm-hmm. what she decided to do?
0: Uh, be a photographer or a dancer.
1: Yeah, no, she went back to school to get her master's in dance and decided wow. to open and work at dance studios. She yeah, that is bigger salary to do that. Yeah, that
0: is a common trend that I see. Uh, I don't know if it's specific to Asian people in particular where you see it a lot, but I do see that in a lot of, like, other, like, I don't know, just famous people. Like, there's a comedian, Greg Giraldo, passed away. But, yeah, he graduated, like, law school. And then, like, I don't know, less than a year into it, it was just like, yeah, I really like school, but never want to do this as a career. So he just became a comedian.
1: Yeah, there's, there's people like that, right? Yeah. And then also, at the same time, um well the scary part is that she hasn't told her parents. So her parents think that she's like this lawyer ups perfectly great contributing member of society, <laughs> not that the dancers are not. But um yeah, so it was like a major like kind of like F on the sides of the fa- family, and I think a lot of family that kind of is a little bit of an F
0: Yeah, especially if your family paid for it. Did hers, do you know?
1: Uh, actually I don't know about that.
0: But yeah. you know, so like
1: Yeah. Yeah, these people tend to be very more in tune like the African-Americans uh, or other like, people who are like, super into hip-hop dancing, right? Mm-hmm. So the, these people tend to be very biased towards them. Then we got like, photographers and artists. So this could be hit or miss. They could be either like pretty much the hipsters that you see in San Francisco, which is just about everybody. <laughs> or these could actually be people who are legitimately talented, but they're just super into photography and um, drawing stuff sometimes they may not be like what you call it widely accepted by their parents (laughs) (laughs) is that a thing
0: is that like do you feel like the majority of these people like because i i think that's okay that's one stereotype i didn't think of you know strict parents like my friend nicole who was on this podcast previously her parents are like classic example that might be too private of information to give out (laughs) hopefully her parents don't listen to this podcast but yeah uh strict parents is a common asian stereotype that i was aware of do you feel like with uh, the majority of these people, they have strict Asian parents who, like, aren't fans of this type of career?
1: I think it really depends. So I, I met somebody in high school who was very good at drawing, right? And I think his parents were very supportive of him um, going to art school. Mm-hmm. No complaints there. As long as he did well in high school. And, yeah, no complaints there. Then there's other parents who are like, all right, if you ain't no doctor, if you ain't no engineer, you ain't living in my house. Yeah. and then I can like. Yeah, and then like I've also had a friend, right? Full on orchestra, got, uh, got a job at in two different orchestras, right? Musician, full on musician, and I caught up with him. So I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I became a musician. I'm giving that up because I'm gonna go to PT school. <laughs> wow, like, dude, what? But his parents were super fully supportive of all this. Kid in my uh, church, full on music program at USC. No complaints on like, um uh like being a doctor and all that but i'm just saying there's kids like this going against the grain for asian culture but there's kids nonetheless like this hmm
0: all right so do you think the stereotype is that like that they're just like a group of asian people that you see like in particular out there
1: yeah no they're usually a group and they all know each other and they all have instagrams and they're promoting their stuff on like deviant art or something like that but of course when they go on a professional level it's not promoting on instagram no but um yeah, I know. So there's definitely a lot of people like that, but also I see a lot of other non-Asian, non-Asians in the scene. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like, I don't know, do you click with these people or they're like, not your bread and butter?
1: Oh, <laughs> they are not my bread and butter for the people that are like in the hip hop group. And no, I never talked to any of them for the people that <laughs> are like photographers. I definitely talked to some.
0: Huh. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'd probably follow a lot of them on Instagram if they just have cool photos. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like I don't – it's not that I – I feel like I wouldn't call them – wouldn't say they're douchebags or anything. I mean, there's douchebags in every group, but I just feel like these are just the type of people that I just never find myself talking with, you know? And it's not that we wouldn't have anything in common. It's just we're just, I don't know, walking in different lanes, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. But, like, definitely people you've seen, not just, like, in the Asian culture, right? I mean, like, people of Asian descent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's not just Asian people, but I, I think I know what you're saying. I feel like when you see those people, it's kind of like that when you see a group of those people, a lot of them are mostly Asian. Like sometimes there's like a mixed group and there's like one or two Asians in there. But I don't know. That seems to be my experience where sometimes when you find those groups, it's like all Asians and that just kind of is their thing. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Next group I want to bring up, kind of similar to the hip hop group. Not really, but we talked about this on this podcast. Do you want to take a guess who they are, Vince?
0: I think I have a helpful cheat sheet that says ravers.
1: <laughs> ravers, yeah. yeah. So for some random damn reason, I still don't comprehend. Asians identify with boba and dim sum. They also identify with EDM. I don't know why. I, I just don't know why. I, yeah. Even Nicole, after people have tried ex- to
0: explain to me. Yeah, Nicole explained it for an entire episode. We still don't know why.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then we also had Will, and Will is what is Black. he actually? Oh, is he really? Yeah, Yeah, you never knew. Oh my gosh, he sounded so white. (laughs) Wow. I
0: never, that's funny. I never would have thought that. Maybe it's just because I know him so well, but yeah, I don't
1: know. I guess it could, voices can go either way. That's the thing is that, like, okay, so if you hear me talk, it's not, you're not going to instantly assume, oh, this person is of Asian descent until you see my freaking damn name. Then, yeah, you're going to be like, all right, this guy's probably an immigrant and I'm surprised he knows a lick of English.
0: Yeah, there could be a bias once you've actually seen the person. You're like, of course you're Asian. Anyone would know about your voice, but obviously I've seen you first.
1: Yeah, so nah, So that's the thing is that we got a person of African-American descent that's also raving. I don't know why Asians identify with raving, but hey, that's a stereotype. Nonetheless, I'm seeing it in other cultures too.
0: yeah. This might be okay. I'm about to paint with a super broad brush, so bear with me here. <laughs> Do it. Hopefully, I don't get in Nick Cannon territory and get canceled by this. But I think it's a positive thing I'm saying here. But I think, as a you know, ignorant white guy, um, that I noticed that it seems like a lot of Asian people are into raving and EDM culture because it generally seems like a lot of Asian people, at least from that I've met the groups, they all seem pretty nice for the most part. I don't know, pretty nice and positive. I mean, you know, there's dicks in every group, but. Generally, they seem like pretty upbeat people who like to have fun. And, like, I feel like it's very easy to connect with Asian people. Again, painting with a broad brush, not everybody, but just, like, looking at general kind of trends. And uh, I could see, like, that kind of – it just seems like the attitude they have, like, maybe something in their culture growing up, just makes them kind of more up for, like, danceable kind of fun stuff. You know, you don't see as many, like, like, angsty Asian people, like, rocking out to Slayer or Metallica. I mean, there obviously are there again, but, like, it just seems like generally in the Asian culture, like kind of an upbeat, kind of fun vibe is a large part of it. So I think at least it seems like to me that's a large part of why uh, you see so many like Asian people going towards EDM or like rave culture, just because it's kind of fun. And at least that was my experience at UCSB. That was a huge thing there. Um, and it seemed like a lot of Asian people were into the rave culture and just like upbeat, fun kind of vibe.
1: Yeah, so kind of going off of that, a lot of it, some of, at least some of it, right? Not for the people I talk to, but then some of it have told me, yeah, some Asians identify with a lot of like the hip hop culture, a lot of the rave culture. Why? Because when they're growing up, that was what's popular, but it's also kind of difficult to um, express that like, right? Yeah. And so, because like parents have expectations, they immigrated to America, they're hoping that you would grow up a certain way so you could succeed kind of thing. But at the same time, they were like, uh, kids are like, hey, I want to do my own thing. So, they're interested in whatever is pop culture. So, of course, back then, hip-hop carried over. Like, for us, rock was what we were into. And that carried over to our adulthood. Um, raving, popular in college for kids. Well, now popular for high schoolers. So, they want to identify and do what's cool because it's fun. Yeah. Which sounds like every other damn teenager. So, <laughs> well, there's like... no. I mean, minus the whole strict parenting, there's not much difference going on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is very – honestly, this is kind of
0: bringing to light one thing that I never would have thought before, but just kind of realizing now. But the fact that, I mean, you don't see a whole lot of Asians into, like, angsty, like, metal and rock. Like, you're an exception with punk rock. And, like, I think more Asian people like pop punk. Like, I feel like – do you feel like a lot of people, you know, like the casual some 41, Blink-182 throwback?
1: There's a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm really into it. And they're like, yeah, you're super into throwback. It's, cr- it's crazy. It's interesting. And I'm like, yeah, this is just what I'm into. You know, this, this is just me. And for them, it's like, wow, you're really retro. Or like, they didn't say that, but it gives me that impression. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not a hipster. But at the same time, it's like, wow, that's very throwback of you. Very 90s. And I'm like, yeah, that's very, uh, I don't understand half the crap you listen to. Um Hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of Asians. So like that one time I saw Rise Against, right? I think I saw only two Asian people. Myself and this really random cute girl in the mosh pit. (laughs) (laughs) Did you make a move? No. But then she was in the mosh pit and I was like, damn. (laughs) You didn't push her as a hello? (laughs) No. But I think she (laughs) noticed that I was like the only other Asian person there. Yeah. That was also in the mosh pit.
0: Yeah, that'd be an interesting way to say hello, you know, pushing. I mean, because mo- that's mosh pit appropriate behavior. It's not a malicious thing. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, exactly. that be funny if you guys ended up like like your first, I don't know, you, 30 years from now, you guys have kids. You're telling, Your kids ask how you guys met be like, well, I saw your mom in a mosh pit and I thought I'm going to push that girl.
1: <laughs> it's like Blink YA2 song, Girl of the Rock Show.
0: Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, no. you should have. Uh, I don't know. We'll go to another Rise Against Show and I'm, so, I'm sure you'll see her again.
1: <laughs> we'll see. It's faded. No, Um. Right, next group I want to talk about. Every, I, I think Asian, this might be a little bit more of an Asian exclusive, but at the same time, to a degree, there's always some degree. There's, like, a level of this. Have you ever heard of the term ABGs?
0: Nope.
1: All uh, right, so they're called Asian baby girls. And apparently, they originated from, like, Asian girls who were, like, trying to be gangstering in their own way, trying to be more, like, tough. But then now, it's identified as basic bitches who really like Hennessy and heavy makeup and tramp stamps, and they're emotionally unstable. Mm. for the most part.
0: Interesting. I'm looking up images and I'm like, this looks like a lot of the girls I went to college with.
1: <laughs> yeah. So ABGs, some, okay. ABGs are like this. You call them it as an ABG. They're either going to be like, yeah, that's pretty much me. Or they're going to cut you.
0: Hmm. So they're dangerous. Potentially. I mean,
1: they're emotionally unstable. What do you think? <laughs> All of them? Usually.
0: They, they seem usually like. They are. So they try to like portray this like nice image, and then they're like, I don't know, feisty, like the kind of girls that'll have like two Heinekens and then be like violent, drunk, trying to get in fight and things. Yo, I their
1: their choices of drink is either like Hennessy <laughs> or Hennessy. Like, okay, for some reason it's just Hennessy.
0: Two shots of Hennessy, and then they so they seem nice, but then two shots of Hennessy, and then they want to like murder somebody and get in a fight. Two shots, they're, they're going
1: straight to like six. <laughs> okay no but that that is a stereotype that i like hennessy is their go-to drink and after talking to some of them it it it, it's it's proven that it is and it's kind of weird anyways no but like these are people that like that and um and so these are the girl version now the guy version is what is universally what we call a fuck boy
0: it's what i live to be (laughs) It's what I put on my LinkedIn proudly in the headline section.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you've been employed still or like oh. have been employed.
0: Yeah. That's been there for four years. So the fact that I have as many jobs as I have really says a lot.
1: <laughs> a lot about the companies now too. No, but um, yeah. So like definitely that's a term that's been u- used in what we call the Jersey shore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A show I proudly never watched, but uh, I think everyone has a pretty clear image when you think of a Jersey shore character, just the douchebag with super manufactured tan that does not look natural stupid hair that looks fucking cartoonish and then the just
1: you know absolute douchebag personality yeah no. so like the, the asian guy version of that would pretty much be a lot of that but without the tan lines like these guys are going to be really muscular and they're going to be probably wearing some form of a tank every now and then hmm. but their hair may be a certain way is there an- always going to be formula- it's formulaic as hell
0: is there a famous asian folk boy like, the most famous of them all?
1: No, but I feel like half of all Daniels are going to be an Asian fuckboy.
0: <laughs> for some reason. Daniels. Huh. daniel son from Karate Kid? Is he a fuck? <laughs> exactly. I don't even know who that is. You yeah. ever watch the Karate Kid? daniel Son? Daniel
1: LaRusso? I've never seen the original ones.
0: Man, you've never seen the original? That is crazy, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, like... That's... Okay. I don't know. So, like, there's the... The Asian, the the non Asian version of ABG is, um, it's similar to what our next topic is, which is influencers and IG models. But who else is also basic like that and they party a lot? I'm gonna say the Kardashians. <laughs> no, they they they're not Asian. Yeah, no, I
0: think that description, at least like the girl who looks nice and is like kind of feisty. Honestly, every Tinder date that I went on almost like back in the day I felt like this could be a vibe of that girl because I feel like you never really know what someone's like until you had a few drinks with them so I think yeah that isn't exclusive to Asian girls by any means that's, that could almost be any girl
1: I know but also like these girls these are definitely kind of the girls that are like the clubbing, the partying where they're going to be at on spring break they're going to be in Vegas the day club and they're going to get their way into uh, the nightclubs for free hmm. so that's the thing is that like what you call it we, we we see a lot of other people like just like that. The only difference is you're seeing an Asian person doing it and oh my gosh, they're for the most part, usually emotionally unstable like <laughs> the women on Jersey shore.
0: So is this a girl you'd be interested in or no?
1: <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you this. Um, there's a lot of people do. There's a lot of ABGs. that call themselves wholesome ABGs. You read the description and you're like, the only thing that's wholesome about you you says the only thing that's different is is that you say you're a grandma, but everybody says that they're a grandma now.
0: Yeah, it's the coolest. So thing. is that
1: really, is that so is that really wholesome? I don't know. So like you ask other agents, is there a wholesome E V G that ever exists? You're like, yeah, that one friend who's really nice to me. And you think about it really you just take that moment to really think about it. Yeah, no, that doesn't exist, never mind.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Fair enough. I, right. I think you satisfied that topic. That was, that was solid.
1: Yeah. So, um, next topic, influencers and IG models. So this is definitely the epitome of the Kim Kardashians, the people who are like super into like the fashion, the makeup, all of that.
0: Yeah. Do you, uh, so do you see these a lot? You're saying like, yeah, you know, amongst your circle of friends, like, do you see people who are like these, or you just see like a specific type of Asian person, like that is kind of like categorized this way
1: specific types. so these are the people that are you're gonna see on instagram they'd be like i'm super into this yoga routine now uh i'm super into uh the makeup i'm sponsored whatever all the different clothing tons of that right now on instagram so
0: yeah i feel like yeah i see i don't see that just as asians i feel i see that as like a lot of people but this is i think a large part of this is very much shaped by uh it seems like Asian people are very close as a culture. Would you agree with that? Like when you see groups of people that hang out, like when you see groups of Asian people, it's a lot of Asian people. I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> when you see groups of Asian people hang out, like it's all, like, sometimes you'll see like groups of 30, like due to like proms together and stuff like that.
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I feel like because of that, maybe you're exposed to more like, cause you seem like a lot of your friend groups are like large groups of Asian people. Do you feel like you're exposed to like the influencers and IG models because of like recommendations by your friends? Or is it because you watch like, you know, Asian influenced like TV or ads that kind of promote them? I don't is know. say a lot
1: of Asian influenced stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know. But I'm
1: just saying like, we got that group, but at the same time, there's a ton of other people just like them.
0: Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I've, I never pay attention to influencers. So I'm a terrible person to ask about this stuff. But yeah, there are a lot of influencers out there and they all suck.
1: <laughs> no, so I'm not think. seeing their posts. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this day. This is my day. By the way, I look hella cute in this picture. And I'm like, I don't know how this has anything to do with depression, how your day is going, but okay. Yeah, did you see,
0: like, I think the perfect way that I think of an influencer is when uh, all the, like, riots were, and, then, like, protests were happening, like, late May, early June. Did you see there was a video of, like, this Instagram, the Instagram influencer who was, like, trying to get a photo of her amidst the protests, and she's, like, wearing this, like, super nice dress and, like, trying to get someone to take a photo of her while, like, in the middle of all these people marching?
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: I think that sums it up perfectly. That's how I think of an influencer, <laughs> just, like... Like, super phony, trying to, like, just get in on the trend and not giving a shit about it, just caring about the likes and, like, the pr- type of person on YouTube video who's, like, so, like my video, share, hit that notification bell so you get all my updates, you know, all that bullshit.
1: It's funny, it's, like, during that time I saw a person who was, like, s- waving a BLM uh, sign, and then somebody commented underneath, um, yeah, where's the shadow for that sign? <laughs> yeah, I did see that.
0: I thought that was a Kardashian when I saw that.
1: Oh, that might be a Kardashian one. But anyways, these are the Classic. Instagram influencers. And there's definitely a huge chunk of them that are like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Next group I'm gonna introduce is Yappies. So what does this sound like to you?
0: Uh Yappies. I'm gonna guess girls who just talk a lot. <laughs> is, is it sexist that I thought it was only girls? I don't know. Maybe. Guess we'll find out.
1: Alright, so what these are like you know the term yuppies?
0: uh yeah kind of all
1: right so pretty much these are like the people like uh professionals right young professionals Uh uh-huh but just asian apparently we coined a term for that i don't know really know why we coined a term for that but we did i
0: just googled it yuppie a young person with a well-paid accurate
1: yeah so pretty much um they're just like what you just said young professionals with um They're very A-type. Like, I'm not sure about you, but definitely with the Asian uh, yappies, a lot of them are very A-type. They're like, I got to be very career-driven. I got to find me a spouse that is just the same. Hmm, Uh, At least with Asian Americans, they're not really into, like, getting a trophy uh, spouse. It's like, what can you also bring to the table?
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah, this is a personality style I don't get along with.
1: (laughs) No, this is definitely a personality type. They don't talk to me because I can't bring nothing to their lives. Because I'm poor. yeah I'm just poor, please somebody sponsor us,
0: and I think even if you were well off, don't you think you would probably wouldn't get along with them either? Don't you think they'd just be too like demanding and like super like inconsiderate and just oh, no, I'll
1: get along with them because I'll probably bring in some type of investment money for me,
0: but like personal like aside, say you're hanging out with them, but money for some reason isn't an option. you think you'd still get along with them
1: personality wise yeah, probably not no
0: yeah, exactly so but yeah, yeah, like like you said, I think you see that I think. I think you see this not just amongst Asians, but it's interesting that is yappies only for Asians. That's like the term only specifically for Asians.
1: Yeah. It's pretty much literally just yuppies, but Asian. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Okay. What percentage of the dating, when you're on the dating field, what percentage of those were yappies would you see?
1: Dude. Okay. I feel like within the dating field, there's only three categories, either wholesome, yappies or influencers. Hmm. Only okay. those three. Like they look, they fit that stereotype. Chances are they may, they may fit a different stereotype. But if I were to like dump them all, like 95% of them would fall in those three categories.
0: And if you had to pick one, I'm guessing it would be wholesome. And then second would be yappies. And then third would be influencers.
1: Yeah, if they ever talk to me, <laughs> if they okay. ever decide to grace me with their presence.
0: Well once this gets once this podcast gets famous, I'm sure the influencers will be all about this trend and really want to get in on this.
1: <laughs> oh hell yeah, I know um, but yeah, anyways, next group I want to talk about is the gamers and the weebs. The weebs might be a little bit more exclusive for the Asians
0: yeah, I feel um, like you you would qualify yourself as a gamer kind of right Well destiny Maybe
1: I can be thrown in this category, but I like to reserve myself for the last category I'm going to introduce <laughs> all right um Ben pretty much this says everything you're into video games you go to comic con you go to video game conventions you're a twitch streamer you're going to be in this category weebs uh for you who don't know what that means is weeaboo or for people who are very into japanese anime and stuff like that Hmm. so there's definitely a lot of that and that's definitely more for the asians but of course there's going to be uh non-asians that can fit in this category and we welcome them
0: yeah that's kind of me, I guess. Right? We talk about Dragon Ball.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you, and like you've watched some anime before, so it's like, all right, you can be a weeb if you want. Usually they're a little bit more hardcore. But hey, you, anybody can be a weeb, and chances are, just about every Asian person has watched at least one anime. If you haven't, you're not really an Asian.
0: <laughs> That's kind of like that. You just said what Joe Biden said. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black.
1: <laughs> the Sad part is, I don't think anybody would burn me at the stake for this one. <laughs>
0: Probably not. They just agree. Michael B. Jordan watches anime.
1: Exactly. No, that's something that like that's the thing is that right now the anime scene, a lot of people are like, oh man, there's a lot of NBA players are super into anime. Like a lot of other NBA players are doing whole like this and that. So it's like, oh shoot, there's other ethnic groups that are famous right now. They're making a splash. You got Henry Cavill. You know what he just got famous for this past week? Building a damn computer in a tank top Looking, sh- looking, just bulky and like muscular. Looking,
0: looking like Superman.
1: <laughs> yeah, so people are like, all the PC gamers are like, "Oh my gosh!"
0: Yeah, Henry he Cavill does.
1: is do- building a computer in a tank, and he's just like bulk, like.
0: He did mention that he's a PC fan too. Somebody asked him like which video game he prefers, and he said
1: PC. Exactly. So we got that going on right now in the gaming and Weeb community, though it is probably may have started out asian but right now is a multi-ethnic group you got those champions right now you got michael b jordan you got different nba players and then you got henry cavill <laughs> it's just funny because this past week it's like everybody is just thirsty for henry cavill right now
0: like any really? nerd wow i was not aware of this i always thought i always thought he was kind of popular as superman and uh, people like witcher too but i didn't know about the henry cavill trend
1: no it's because of the whole computer thing because he built a computer in a tank and everyone's just like oh my gosh
0: damn as if he couldn't do anything else on top of being superman he can build a computer
1: yeah anyways all right flops we got that that might be a little bit more different but um <laughs> yeah let's clarify, that's
0: that's that's the last group and that's a word that i don't think i can say
1: <laughs> i mean we even have a tv show called fresh off the boat that was sponsored that was a uh, not sponsored, but it was a, a based off of a, a book written by a Taiwanese immigrant or a Taiwanese American uh, a person.
0: Is that still on or did that get canceled? I got canceled. <laughs> I think uh, like last
1: season aired this year. But, balls. Um, but either That's way, nuts. like, that thing happened. That, But basically, that is a stereotype, and you could probably spot them from a mile away. They dress differently. They talk differently. Um, their sense of style is definitely more in tune with wherever they're from, right? But, and so the thing is that chances are it's like, alright, you only see like Hispanic immigrants or Asian immigrants or Middle Eastern immigrants within like the West Coast. But I learned mm-hmm. that in like the East Coast, there's a lot of European immigrants and that's like a big deal, big thing over there. Yeah, immigration
0: uh, does seem like a bigger thing
1: there. <laughs> yeah, no, so that's just something that like I didn't Like, I mean, for me, it's like growing up in California, it's like, all right, I'm only familiar with these ethnic groups. And then in Europe and New York, it's still a lot of different uh, other ethnic groups that are immigrating in America. I'm like, oh, that's a thing you guys go through. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like when you say you can spot them from a mile away, uh, that's interesting because I never feel like I, I don't know, can spot them a mile away. What's your, what's, what's your like
1: cue, I guess? All right. So for the fobs, how they dress, that's actually a really good question. Um, <laughs> all right, so some of, the, uh, some of the more educated for coming here for college, stuff like that, chances are they're going to be dressed a certain way. They're probably going to be dressed a little bit more, a little tackier. So we may consider it tacky, right? Mm-hmm. For them, that's probably a little bit more normal. Um, hmm. fine, for a lot of, let's, uh, let's put it like, what's a, what's a type of clothing? All right. Chances are, if you see them as, if you could imagine them in a tourist group, but without the fanny packs,
0: okay the it's big white,
1: big white shoes that
0: are comfortable but look like shit
1: <laughs> some of them may be wearing that a lot of them may be a little bit like polos are like kind of a little bit more dated um but we would call semi-formal or a little more dressed up they may wear that a little bit more often or like colors are just a little bit not with the current times right
0: okay is it so racist be- huh? is it ra- is it racist to assume they have accents as well <laughs>
1: I mean, the fact that they can speak two languages, but just one very poorly. But yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. Um, then there's the people who are uh, a little bit more wealthier, right? So they'll definitely be wearing clothes a little bit more on the flashier end. Hmm. So yeah, so it's either going to be like very plain or very on the flashier end because they can afford it. And like, that's the style for like their respective countries. If you're a baller, you are going to wear something like that. Whereas like in America, if you're a baller, you're going to wear... A lot more spruced up clothing, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You At the like here,
1: you'd be wearing Patagonia <laughs> if you're a baller. That's funny
0: you mentioned Patagonia. My friend Will, he gets, he wore like a few pieces of clothing that are Patagonia. And one of our other friends hates techies and everything and associates Patagonia with techies and like relentlessly calls him out for wearing Patagonia and hates him for it.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, don't, so. I hardly ever call Patagonia Patagonia. I always call it Patagucci because it's so expensive.
0: Yeah, might as well. I, I have no interest in ever buying it, of course.
1: <laughs> and it's also, s- go
0: ahead. I was going to say, funny, another side tangent is uh, – I'm curious what your thoughts on this. So, my friend Will also, he had another friend um, who was on his, like, cross-country running team in college, and they used to go, like, raving and stuff. Not No Asians in their group, but, I mean, not intentionally, just coincidentally. And uh, one of the guys – I actually met an Asian girl at a rave and uh, developed a relationship and ultimately married her by meeting at a rave and she's ridiculously wealthy. (laughs) And she said her dad is like some prominent person in Asia and they're currently married and she basically pays for everything. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So any thoughts there? What's going on there?
1: How do I find me a sugar mama? (laughs) Go to raves. Well, he met her at a rave. (laughs) My gosh. But yeah, um no these people are what you call it actually it's funny because like i I, i'm like i don't want to ever be like a techie because they're all douchey they're all like very disconnected from society because they're in this ivory tower of like tech right then there's me who was like i really like coffee i really like north face stuff like that i'm becoming who i hate
0: (laughs) yeah i would normally think that but i think I feel the same way, but the amount of tech issues I had before this podcast distinguish any possibility of me being a full techie.
1: <laughs> They're there, Vince. It happens to all of no, us. I'm,
0: hey, I'm fine with not being a techie. It works for me. <laughs> Everyone seems to hate techies. Oh, well, yeah.
1: All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is, like, the different Asians in different parts of America. So it's funny because, like, ever since being on uh, Sell so Asian Traits, which is a popular uh, Facebook group right now on Facebook, um there's actually a major difference, especially coming from LA, moving up to the Bay area. There's a difference between SoCal and NorCal Asians. There's like a whole different thing going on in the East coast with Asians. There we even use different lingo. We use different slang to talk about things. And I learned more recently that there's even uh, Asians in the South and they have their own culture. Like, um, in the West coast where our food is very traditional. Um, we don't really like fusion. If you do fusion, we're going to flame you or like it. There's no in between. Um, and then on the East Coast and on the South, they're big on fusion. So, like, apparently there's, like, Chinese food that's mixed with a Cuban-style cooking and stuff. Because Cubans are big, a big ethnic group in uh, New York. So, mm-hmm. that's totally a thing. And in the South, yeah. there's a lot of people who, like, mix with the Southern Cajun style with uh, fried rice or something like that. So, very different. West Coast? you want to change your food you very damn well know what you're doing or we're going to destroy you like on social huh. media
0: interesting there's like a cult of like people who are so like specific about their food of Asian
1: people yeah so a lot of like at least with the west coast a lot of people always try to like all right we're going to be different we're going to try fusion and oftentimes these are like kind of not to throw your group under the bus but Caucasians and oftentimes some a lot they can present themselves like, oh, I know better than you. This is how it should be cooked. And so hmm. we're going to make our twist. And then that's where a lot of us will kind of step up and say, all right, who are you again? And why don't you look Asian? And who are, why are you saying all this kind of thing? Hmm. So like Gordon Ramsay actually was guilty of that once.
0: Where he said his version of like a cultural food was better.
1: He was saying, I'm going to open an Asian restaurant and hire somebody of non-Asian descent to staff this restaurant. Interesting. And say like this is Asian food, and then one time there's also a clip of a a Thai or a Vietnamese cook, completely like calling Gordon Ramsay's pad Thai crap. Oh, <laughs> well, I think he's Thai. But, yeah. Um. Huh,
0: interesting. That kind of reminds me. This isn't Asian, but I saw like a LinkedIn post of this guy posting some like. Uh, some restaurant that was like doing Indian food, but kind of Chipotle eyes it, you know, like made it look trendy and kind of like, like more, I don't know, white, I guess, (laughs) like a mixture of like American, like, kind of like ways of serving with like Indian food. And then his, like the person that posted the thing was like, well, this couldn't get any more racist. (laughs) And I was like, is it, I mean, is it racist if you just like, are trying to mix food? Like, isn't food all about experimentation? Uh, like if you say that attitude that you mentioned earlier of like this is better then i could see that being racist but like if it's just like mixing for the sake of like experimentation i don't really think that's racist but i don't know do you feel that way with asian food if somebody like kind of i guess like does the chipotle taco bell version of an asian delicacy do you find it racist or
1: i think for me it's like if you're going to fusion all right cool but then i'm going to see who's the one that's opening up the store and if i see like they're the ones that are saying like yeah, we're going to change this up because we can kind of like more so with a pompous attitude, mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, I'm going to probably never step foot in your restaurant. But oftentimes every, every time I do, yeah, a fusion restaurant, a lot of them actually do suck.
0: Okay. Fair enough. What if, so hypothetically, what if the person wasn't pompous and they were just like, I'm only, I know this isn't 100% like. Authentic, but I'm just doing it for the sake of experimentation. And you actually thought the food was good, you would probably have no issue. I'm guessing,
1: no. I'll be like, all right, cool, that's a different mix or a different like spin on the food. Okay, cool, all right, works for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was also like just lingo too. Or, sorry, there's was going back uh, on uh, slang. Um, mm-hmm. apparently, like, all right, you know what Bubba is, right. Yeah, of course. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> all right, so California. I didn't know
0: any. Uh, yeah, I didn't know any other term on this list, but I know boba.
1: <laughs> yeah, so in California we call it boba. East Coast, they call it something different. They call it bubble tea.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've Some, heard that before too.
1: Other people may call it pearl milk tea or something. They're all right. They're all correct terms, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you're definitely not from California. You're definitely not from around here. Um, <laughs> all different right but then at the same time like you know 99 ranch market the store Mm -hmm. the actual company calls it 99 ranch market fight me everybody in the bay area you're all wrong and you know it um but people in the bay area call it ranch 99
0: huh interesting and so like
1: there's even the difference between actually the rest of the world calls it 99 ranch market bay area special and they want to call it ranch 99 but like even then there's that discrepancy between that but I noticed it's also very similar to American culture where it's like, all right, you got the Southerns with their own accents, like Americans, and then you got like different attitudes from different parts of the uh, country. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, like uh classic example is like NorCal versus SoCal, like Giants versus Dodgers, the whole culture, hella versus not hella. <laughs> like, like when I went to UC Santa Barbara for the first time, like that was – I, I couldn't describe it, but SoCal people are just different. <laughs> I don't know. Not in a bad way, but it just felt a very different vibe from them. A lot of times, it felt like SF was a little more kind of dirty, hippie, kind of let loose. And as, it felt like LA almost were like more mature, I guess, more like PC liberal, more kind of vain <laughs> sometimes. Not everybody, you know, but sometimes. So Yeah,
1: so like I, I even get that. So people told me that, like I'm not very SoCal or very NorCal Asian. So like NorCal Asians tend to be more chill. Then SoCal Asians tend to be more basic and uh, superficial or whatever.
0: Trying to be influencers?
1: Yeah, so you got people living in LA like that. LA, LA, not other parts of LA. Anyways, yeah, so people have told me that it's like you kind of are, like you present, you wear like tank tops, you wear flip flops, which is not as common in the Bay Area. Actually, no, no one really wears tanks up here. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, not
0: so much. I guess maybe people go to the gym. That's about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then in SoCal, it's like, yeah, no chances are you're going to be wearing flip flops and a tank. Yeah, all parts of LA.
0: Yeah, Tank City in SoCal.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then so like people are like, oh, right, you do you pull that kind of crap, and then like, you, I have very strong feelings about beaches in NorCal, and the Asian food in NorCal.
0: Really, not happy yeah. with them.
1: <laughs> um, I call beaches. NorCal coastlines because they're so cold and you can't do bonfires or at least like 360 days out of the year there's only like five days where you can have a successful bonfire
0: yeah that's pretty true especially since a lot of the beaches are in that stuff have you been to Santa Cruz though I have and it's better
1: but then people told me yeah the water's cold why would you ever go in
0: yeah that's pretty accurate but yeah, I guess it's just a different beach vibe. Like, thinking of Santa Barbara, the beaches, I remember, like, have you been to Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara much? I've never, but I heard it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Like, it's one of those things you just step outside, like, your car after, like, a five-hour car ride there, and you just – the air feels so much different because it's such a beach town, you know? And yeah, yeah. I, you don't you don't get that, Norco.
1: Yeah, so that's, like, there's even that – there's a difference between that, but then it's at the same time. That thing still runs parallel with a lot of, like, literally – just America culture and vibe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it's true. There's always going to be like NorCal, another NorCal, SoCal, that kind of style amongst different groups and different places and amongst Asians too. So yeah, not, not all that different.
1: <laughs> Last group I want to present is, um, other. Sorry. Right, these are the Asians that don't fit the stereotype. They don't fit the mold of like what I said, or like who are super career driven, who are super artsy fartsy driven. I can almost never say artsy without saying (laughs) artsy-fortsy.
0: They go hand-in-hand.
1: Pretty much. The people who are the influencers or the ABGs or the people who are super into uh, rave culture, there's like the other. And this is actually the people that I gravitate towards, like people who like, well, I don't really fit one category, but I have like my interest in all these different things. But at the same time, like if you're to see me, it's like you can't immediately identify me as a label. So we're just going to call ourselves Indirectly, unofficially, other.
0: Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. I think, knowing you, I I think that's accurate because <laughs> I think the biggest thing that uh makes me not be able to classify you is that you like punk rock. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the thing. Is I like what kind of music do I listen to? Well, you don't ever hear me listen to K-pop. You don't ever hear me listen to um rave music. I'm listening to something that mostly Caucasians listen to, this day and age. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, what do you do in your spare time? I watch hella anime and I watch, <laughs> and I play hella video games Yeah. at the same time. It's like, okay, well, what kind of, um, uh, TV shows do you watch? Oh, I help watch a lot of super Americanized stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you watch anime and Americanized stuff. So you get a good mix. I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, okay, well, what kind of Asian are you? Are you so kind of no cow kind of Asian dude, no one freaking wants to accept me from <laughs> No one wants to claim me for whatever
0: Asian I am. Ja's just an orphan of culture. <laughs> I am. It. I feel the same way, honestly, a little bit as a, I mean, not as a white person, just as a person. I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of the same because if you look at, like, all my closest friends, they're all pretty different for the most part. Like, at least in terms of their, like, hobbies and what they're into. I like to think of it as, like, variety is the spice of life, you know, type of mentality. But sometimes it can get kind of difficult, you know, because, like, if you fit into one niche it's very easy if you're into something to you know have your selection of you know 30 plus people in that niche be like hey you want to go to this hey you want to go to this but then sometimes if you like like for example I really like concerts and you know you like pop punk so if I see a, a pop punk concert or like a punk concert I can hit you up but I also like metal I also like indie you know I also like um I don't know going on lot of like long distance runs but you know i only hit you up for punk rock shows out of that category so i feel the same way of like a mix of different things and not fitting into one niche
1: yeah i know absolutely and then like for me it's like well i'm also kind of into photography but i I don't have the money to shout out for like two three ten grand camera gear but i also like to post like pretty good pictures and stuff i know you do too you got your gopro and then you try to uh, fool around with editing pictures as well so it's like well i'm not the artsy fartsy type but if you look at my Instagram, do you ever see me with a selfie or like a group picture? Hardly ever. <laughs> it's always going to be some kind of nature and it's always going to be like, all right, I've really tried for these pictures.
0: Yeah. You occasionally get some group shots. You got that one. Actually, funny enough, when we brought up tank tops, I remember one shot of you in a tank top because I'm a creeper.
1: <laughs> I, I've, when people are like, yeah, actually people really don't wear tank tops. And then when somebody told me that, I started looking around. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you people? It's so freaking hot. Why aren't you wearing tank tops? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you would think it would take off more, but uh, I don't know. That is weird. You would think that'd be a bigger thing. But you, it, it, uh, that's, I just had a brain fart. Uh, what are your Facebook photos? Don't you have a tank top? The one where you're like tongue sticking out and you're on a beach and you got some people
1: in the background? Yeah, I was hiking. It's hot. It's bright. I'm going to wear a little bit less because it's hot. And I'm really, literally next to a coastline.
0: Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense, Joe. What were you thinking?
1: <laughs> I know, right? And I think I was the only one wearing a tank. And then sometimes you see me at like a Target, and like wearing a tank and sandals. And it's like, oh, and it's like 90 degrees outside and 100 degrees and people are not wearing what I'm wearing. And I'm like, aren't you hot? Because I'm really hot right now.
0: Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know the reason I don't wear them? I just think they kind of look douchey. <laughs> at least... I, okay, I, I don't think everyone who wears them is a douche, but I feel like if I would wear them, I would feel douchey. Do you feel that way when you wear them at all? Oh yeah, yeah, no, like-
1: absolutely. But at the same time, it's really hot.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'll go no, but it. I mean,
1: at the end of the day, like we named all these stereotypes and all these different like different types of Asians. And I mean, all of them, there's, I mean, you've seen it, right? There's like everybody who's, there's some other ethnic group that's similar to this. And everybody's just trying to fit in. In America.
0: Yeah. I think the bottom line that you're trying to say, correct me if I'm wrong, and uh the point that I probably didn't help too much <laughs> with this episode, but I tried was to say that all these different groups of Asians that you're seeing are not exclusive to Asian people, and you can find similar characteristics in white people, black people, Mexicans, every ethnicity, every age, every type of person, and that these characteristics are not exclusive to Asian people, but we're all more similar than we are different. Is that correct?
1: Exactly. I may be missing a few different groups like basic bitches and stuff like that, but we all know what they look like and they prop we, we have an idea what they are. But, you, said
0: in, you said influencers. That's the same as basic bitch
1: to me. <laughs> yeah, but there's also like the kind where it's like I was in a sorority or like I'm wearing Uggs and stuff like that. Like that level of basic, but not necessarily like I'm going to take my basicness to the next level. It's like one degree lower. But anyways, we all know those kind of people. That's we can true. imagine who they are. <laughs> without me really saying that but no it's yeah I know at the end of the day like with COVID right now I'm seeing a ton of people telling people a ton of like yeah we were telling like Asian Americans of everything like go back to China you're not welcome here but then you break it down they're just like any of you guys doing whatever they like whatever they're interested yeah they're just different skin color and they may or may not know a different language than you And they may have strict parents forcing them to do what they don't want to do. But then again, they're strict parents like that in any culture or race. Yeah, pretty accurate. Uh, I think
0: one thing that's always nice is you ever have that moment where you're like meeting someone who you think you're not going to get along with at all and you're kind of intimidated by them and then you show them. Or like you just casually like talk about something you like and then they're like, oh, yeah, I like that too. And you're like, oh, shit, we're connecting. We're vibing on something, you know.
1: The one time when you asked me if I'm inter- interested in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think, I mean, all right, this is going to make me sound possibly racist, but I, I was like, John, I think I asked you, I was like, John, not to sound racist, but you like Dragon Ball Z, right?
1: <laughs> that would be really yeah. awkward if like I didn't and I hated it.
0: <laughs> there are a few people, I mean, there's, I met some Asian people where I've kind of done that move and they're like, ah, I don't really watch
1: it. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> You're boring. Why are we even talking? Get get fired or something.
0: (laughs) That's what I said to Nicole, Nicole doesn't watch Dragon Ball Z. I was super disappointed.
1: But yeah, I know. Yeah, end of the day, don't be an asshole. We're all all stuck with COVID. America particularly, because we can't get our shit together. By the end of the day, we're all one and the same.
0: We're all more similar than different. Yeah. Genetics prove it. So deal with science, bitch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So like our interests are just similar to yours. You yeah. Guys... We're,
0: we're like you, the common viewer. We're not so famous and far removed that we're different than
1: you. Right. Jeff? Exactly. And I'm still in the other category, but no, um, there we go. Trying to be a wholesome content this time around. Yeah. Usually we complain
0: about stuff. We're giving you an uplifting message <laughs> this time.
1: Yeah. So don't be a dick.
0: All right. That's a good parting note. Don't be a dick.
1: Yeah, we had to we had to simplify this somehow.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, and hope you uh, all have a fantastic week. And just remember that, um, it's all gonna be okay, man.
1: <laughs> the yes, exactly. We're going to be totally fine. If we can make it through this pandemic, anyways. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. Underpaid, underqualified, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Go watch
0: Dark season three. Oh my
1: gosh! <laughs> Bye.
0: <laughs> See ya.